listeners. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. 7 o'clock, Psycho sees Santa's workshop, and only Lee Majors can stop them. In the night, the reindeer die. Be here. You can't show that commercial. That thing looked like the the Manson family Christmas special. Think I'm way off base? Yes, you're you're a tad off base, sir. Frank Cross is more than the youngest network president in television history. Call security. Have them change his locks and toss him out of the building. Oh, he's fired? It's Christmas. Thank you. Call the county. Stop his bonus. Watch out. He's a thoughtful boss. Thanks, boys. Get the nurse. A generous brother. What did he give you last year? Uh, I don't remember. A shower curtain. Did you hear him? I think you dropped something here. And a true humanitarian. I can't get the antlers glued onto this little guy. We tried crazy glue. Maybe tried staples. But his life is about to change. That was a good one. You are going to be visited by three ghosts tomorrow at noon. God, tomorrow's bad for me, Lou. As a matter of fact, the whole rest of the week is a washout. Anyone who thinks he hates Christmas is wrong. Go back to Jersey, you moron! It's ghosts he hates. Bill Murray. Karen Allen. It sounded like you'd seen a ghost. A ghost? John Forsythe. Bobcat Goldthwait. Hey! You want to see me or is this a shotgun in your pocket? <laughs> you know this one? Everybody knows this one. Let's go now. Yeah, does everybody know this one? <laughs> Carol Kane. Robert Mitchum. I really care! David Johansson. Oh, I'm having the weirdest day! See Bill Murray get Scrooged. Hey, back off, big man. That may work with the checks, but not with me. Set the way back machine. Yes, sir, Mr. Peabody! Welcome, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tan Talk 1340com and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us, and if you've missed any of our past 540-some-odd shows, visit NostalgicRadioAndCars.com. Good evening, Bobby. How are you? You're pretty good. How about that? 40, 450 shows. That's good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, Tommy, uh, he's waving at us right now. He's busy trying to figure out what I scribbled on that piece of paper. How are you doing back there behind the soon-to-be uh, 2021, 2021 COVID, whatever it's get called? Get a new joke. <laughs> get a new joke? Yeah, I got to get a new joke. Okay. Well, anyway, 
So, wow, this is our last show of the year because it's like a couple days away. Today's the 29th, right, mm-hmm. Bobby? Mm-hmm. All right, well, all right. So we may have a surprise guest, but, you know, it's the last show of the year. So, you know, sometimes it, you never know. But at any rate, so what we're going to do is I might just go ahead just for drill for, the, for a few minutes here, and I might open up the phone lines. So if you want to give us a call here at uh, the studio, which is 727-441-3000. I actually have that memorized. Now, we rarely, rarely ever do that. But I thought what we would do on this show, until the guest calls in, is probably just go ahead and kind of recap this year mm. a little bit. I think it would be because we had pretty exciting years. Mm-hmm. A very unusual year. But it turned out okay. But it turned out okay for the most part. Right, Tommy? How you, Tommy says, I'm on board with that. He says, yep, he's shaking his, nodding his head there. And, uh, you know, in fact, Tommy was a guest on our show this year, wasn't he? Yeah. We, Tommy oh, actually yeah, sat yeah. in with us. For, so yeah, What was that special day? That was, that was a special day. Was. It was sometime. <laughs> 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 then he graced us with his presence. You know, he decided to come over here and sit in with us little studio guys over here, you know. But anyway, so uh, anyway, uh, real quickly, what we did today, which was kind of interesting, because we, we, we do travel from time to time and uh, go places, and we do occasionally get calls and from customers and stuff. But we got a surprise call today from a gentleman that actually wanted us to go look at a car. Now, to do an appraisal spontaneous... Well, traveling is not really going to Clearwater, but that's okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, okay. But at any rate, um, so a gentleman called me up today, and uh, this is earlier this afternoon. We were in the middle of doing some other stuff. And this is this is the cool thing about being, A, doing your own radio show, uh, and 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 because radio, radio, radio is uh, how does you do that? Radio. What is that? No, <laughs> yeah, radio. I've never heard of that. Uh, but anyway, it, radio is spontaneous, and we like it that way because this is live. When you see us here, you know, if you want to use the PC term, what they call it, organic. This is an organic show where it's real. It's not the whole deal where there's nothing. There's no we head, need to just talk about mirrors. cars already. <laughs> yeah, well, I was talking about cars, but anyway. So the, so here we are. So, but we are we are very relatively flexible. So, like I said, if somebody wants to call in spontaneously, sometimes you know we're able to kind of you know whip it in. You know, so at any rate, so this gentleman called us, and he's calling all the way from the other part of the planet, which is called. Uh, see what you did? You got a caller. Oh, we got a caller. A Washington State. Oh. Washington State. And this gentleman called me up and said, hey, do you do appraisals? And I said, yeah, I do. He says, okay, well, I got a car that I'm looking at and it's just in, in Florida. And I go, oh, I'm thinking, all right, here we go. It's probably Miami or someplace like that. And uh, we have a phone guest. All right, so we'll take a phone guest. We'll let you interrupt that while we were so rudely interrupted here. But anyway, <laughs> who, who do we have on the line here tonight? Hello? Hey, hey it's Ken. Ben? Ken. Ken. Hey, Ken. How you doing? Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Same to you. Yeah, it's been a while. How's that old Camaro doing? It's doing great. Okay. Well, you know, Kenny is an old buddy of mine from way back when. We, we still have some stuff laying around from the old Home Depot days. Yeah. Yeah, we think about you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we use those straps all the time on our rollback and then uh, <laughs> some other little stuff. Still some racks and some miscellaneous things. So how you been? Well, I was uh, I was down at Muscle Car City today. Today? Yeah. What was going so, on there uh, today? Well, he's closing in his museum, you know. Right. I heard that. In fact, I was just at some other guy's shop, and he was talking about it today, too. Yeah, well, uh, Meekum was down there inventorying his cars today. They're going to have a private auction down there on site. Okay. Um, so. Well, now, wait a minute. Somebody said Sunday there was a swap meet there. Was there a swap meet there Sunday also? Yes, there was, and there's uh, another one scheduled for January. Um, I guess they're going to keep the restaurant Stingrays open, right. and they're going to close the rest of it. Really? Now, that's interesting. Why would you keep the restaurant open and close the car museum, unless he's just uh, thinning the uh, herd? Took, uh, uh, from what we were told today, he took 100 of the best, his best cars, and he's putting them back in his private collection, and he's selling the rest. Oh. So what are some of the other cars that are in there since you went down there? Oh, man, what an awesome GM collection. I mean, you probably wouldn't be, you know, too too keen on it. There was no Fords in there, but... Well, now, uh, I, I do like F-body Camaros. I'm a 70 and a half Z28 freak. I like those cars. Well, he had uh, had quite the collection of uh, Camaros, uh, first and second gen, um, a lot of Corvettes. 
Um, I, now I know where all the four-speed cars are because uh, I'd say 99% of everything you have was four-speed cars. Interesting. Um, yeah, so um, really, really neat, rare stuff. Uh, some Oldsmobile, some GPOs, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff. Did the um, did you see any first or uh, second gen like nineteen seventy and a half RS front ends, twenty eight four speed cars down there? Uh, he had a seventy. Uh, he did have a seventy um, DK Rally Sports foot bumper. Uh, it was black with a you know, four speed. Um, he had a couple Super Sport uh, second gen Super Sport three ninety six four speed cars. Um, a lot of first gen 60, 68, 69. He had a couple copos. Um, but um, if, if this is what he's got at his museum, I would love to see his private collection of his hundred cars that he took. Hmm. Interesting. Did he say why he was closing? Uh, he well, I guess he's seventy-two years old, and uh, he wants to spend some time uh, away from there, and uh, he wants to, I guess. I, I don't know if he's taking the money and he's going to give it, you know, uh, for his kids or grandkids or whatever. But um, he says time to retire. Okay. Well, he was a very successful builder, and I guess he bought that shopping center. He actually bought one up the roadways, and then he sold that and built this other one. And did you go to the auction? Because I think they had an auction there, premier, premier auction. They were there like earlier this month or something like that. Did you go to that by any chance? No, I didn't. Now, okay. um, all the Mecham guys were there today, and uh, we uh, we talked to a few of the Mecham guys that were there. They were going through and documenting and matching up the the uh, numbers to make sure that you know some of the stuff was matching number, um, you know, stuff like that. So we we stopped and talked to a few of those guys, and um, there was a I think a bunch of people there that were going to be bidding because I guess it's going to be private. They're not going to televise the. Uh, the auction itself. Meekum's going to do the auction there, and it's going to be private, and I guess there's going to be some bidders on site and everything else to be done on the Internet. So what prompted you to go down there? Did you hear about it? Was there like an open house type thing, or what was the why was you why were you down there? Uh, I just went down there because I hadn't been there, and I've been wanting to go, and okay. uh, I saw that they were going to be closing on the 17th, so I wanted to make sure I got down there before they closed. Okay, so they're closing on the 17th of January. Right, yeah. Okay, all right. So you still got your Camaro? Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. good. That's a 73, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, it's a Z28 Rally Sport. That's, uh, that's, you know what? I know, I'm a Ford guy, but I'll tell you what. The 70 to 72, 73, 70, 71, 72, 73 Camaro RS uh, split bumper cars are really... Of the era, I think, one of the prettiest cars. They really are. I mean, you know, I mean, I like Mustangs. I'm a big Mustang Shelby guy, but uh, on the GM side, definitely love the RS Camaro. I mean, it really, you know, the only other one I would really jump on would be a 70, 71, 72, 73 Trans Am. But the Camaro's definitely got it got it down there. Not uh, oh, yeah. That's a pretty car. Really, very European-looking, which I like about it. Yep, and they ride a lot nicer than the first gen too. That's true, they do. I've got the '74 Z28, that yellow turd, the rat turd. I still have that car, which is a factory four-speed car, and uh, that. I, and I have to tell you, yeah, I mean, really, what sold me on Camaros is a friend of mine, and when I, when we were in high school, had a '70 300. He had a 350 horse. Somehow he got some. He had a 350 horse RS Camaro, factory four-speed car, '70, and I drove that car all the time because. I like driving it, and we used to take it out to Oldsmar out there, and that's back before it was all developed, and you could kind of buzz around out there in the woods and towards Odessa and stuff like that, and the car was just a super handling car, and I said, damn, I wish my Ford handled this good, and it really was. I mean, it's just out of the box. It was a super handling car. They, you're absolutely right on it, and they do. They handle way better, better than the first-gen Camaros. They ride better. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's, it's lower, I think. It's a little lower, and it feels like it's a little wider stance on it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what else is new? Are you going to Mecham? Not a whole lot. Been, uh, been traveling a lot, and uh, that's that's about it for work. And um, trying to get to a car shows every once in a while when I can, if uh, you know weather permitting. Okay. Are you going to be at uh, going to Kissimmee to Mecham in January? I think it's the seventh, and it's a couple next weekend. Oh, it's next weekend. Yeah, I think not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. I think it's the weekend the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. I don't. 
not sure. I got to look because I, but I, I got the media kit the other day, and I, I'm bad with dates. It's a sign. Yeah, I might, might try to make it over there. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're definitely going to go down to Muscle City. Now it's open. Anybody can bid, right? As long as you're a registered bidder down there. Um, I'm not sure. He he couldn't really answer that for me today when I was talking to him. He said because I asked him if it was going to be televised, and he said no, it's not. They're going to film the whole thing, mm-hmm. and they'll probably uh, play it on TV at a later date. But um, he said there's a lot of people you know that are invited to it, um, and I'm not sure you know if you pre-register, maybe you could get in there, maybe. Hmm. I just got a text from a listener. He says, 70 Camaro, best-looking one. So basically 70 to 73. That's You got it. I mean, that's to my I, – I, I think that's a consensus. That is just yeah. a really, really, really nice car. Yeah, and you don't see a whole lot of them around at car shows. No, you don't. That's strangely enough. I mean, you'll see the other ones, the square, the straight bumper cars, but an RS front-end car is, uh, is really rare. And to me, that's very special. Yeah. It really is. Yep, I like mine. Well, that's good. Well, now, wait a minute. Now, that's the longest you've had a car that I know of. I mean, usually you're in and out of cars every couple of years. This one you've had for, what, three, four, five years now? Uh, yeah, it's probably been three, four years probably I've had this one, yeah. Well, that's pretty good. That's probably a new world record for me. That's a new world record for you, yeah, especially an old, an Oldsmobile guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he had some nice Oldsmobiles down there today, too. Four speeds? Four speed cars? Yeah, well, except for one. He had a Hearst old pace car like I had. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was a convertible, and it had the his and hers. Uh, Hearst, Dual uh, gate. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah. A lot of nice GTOs. The only thing he didn't have, which I brought up to the Meekum guy, is he's a big GM guy, and he didn't have one Buick GS455 Stage 1 or GSX. Well, now that's odd. You would think that he would have that, you know. I mean, Buick, the you know the seventy stage one. If I recall correctly, the Road and Track magazine said that the seventy stage one, the quarter mile time and the zero sixty time was faster than an LS six Chevelle, out of the right. box. Yep. Because it's got so much torque, and it had more than the Pontiac, more than the Oldsmobile. The Buick did it. Right. Yeah, that was the only thing that was missing, and I, I have a funny feeling that maybe that's one of the hundred cars that he has in his private collection. Oh, because they're rare, very rare. Yes, they are. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, Kenny, I'm glad you called in, and I uh, want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, I know you're a regular listener, and we sure appreciate that, and I uh, hope you continue. Yeah, no problem, man. You guys have a great New Year, and uh, tell Bobby smile a little more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we'll probably see it some of the car shows. One of these days, I got to dig out some of my junk, and uh, we'll get going on that stuff. But that's my, you know, as I say, the New Year's resolution. Of course, I say that every year. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you guys have a great New Year, and uh, I'll be talking to you. Okay. Very you good. Too. Thank you for calling. Thank you. All, right. All right. Take care. Super. Well, see, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, well, I guess we'll just kind of mix it up a little bit with car stuff tonight. But anyway, where I was going with this is, so the guy called me up and says that he wanted me to go look at this car. And I said, well, where's the car located? He says, it's in Clearwater, Florida. I said, oh, well, today's your lucky day because uh, we're in Clearwater, Florida. And uh, and I said, what kind of car is it? He said, it's a 60 ranch wagon. A ranch or a, uh, yeah, ranch wagon. Was it, was it a ranch? Sedan uh, delivery. Sedan delivery. That's what it was. For some reason, I thought ranch wagon. I was, but anyway. So first thing that entered in my mind, because they're common, not real common, but kind of common. And I was thinking a Falcon, and then he goes, "No, no, no, it's not a Falcon." And I said, "Oh no, it's the full size Ford. Those are those sedan deliveries, the '60s, which is a very, very good looking car, by the way, is an extremely rare car." So I said, "Where's the car at?" And uh, he says it's over in Clearwater at a place called Adventure Classic Cars. So I want to give a big shout-out to our friends over there. That's John at Adventure Classic Cars. Uh, I don't know if he's got a website or not, but uh, definitely check him out. His phone number is 727-474-5877. Now, he works close at hand with our, our good buddy, Danny at Golden Classics. Now, Danny at Golden Classics has been around for a long time. And uh, he's a big Meekum guy, by the way. And uh, Danny and I go way back, 
I used to work for Danny, and uh, used to be one of my good customers. He used to buy a lot of parts from me because I'm mostly a Ford guy. But Danny's Chevy, but when he got in a Ford bind, he'd always call me. So anyway, so the car's located at Adventure Classics, and up here in Clearwater off Calumet. So we did a bop on over there. Now, I didn't really know what to expect because, you know, you always hear stories. Everybody says cars are really cool. But for some strange reason, this car, when we rolled up, was very familiar to me. Now, I don't know if I saw it on Facebook. I don't know where I saw it, some social media or something like that. But this was an extremely stunning. In fact, Bobby, if you want, why don't you go ahead and put it on our Facebook page. Um, a very, very stunning looking 1960 um, Ford sedan delivery. It even is badged sedan delivery. Now, the last time I saw one of those was, see, in, this, in 57, 58, 59, actually 55, before that they even started. But most people are familiar with the term sedan delivery. And the um, uh, sedan delivery was basically no windows, pretty well stripped down. There was a car, station wagon, two-door, and there was no back seat, no nothing, and it was basically a sedan delivery. Usually they didn't have windows. This one had windows. But here's what was interesting about this car is the fact that it was um, Canadian-built. Because when I rolled up on the car, stunning car, two-tone, silver with burgundy, silver size, burgundy top and tail, and station wagon, obviously. And the nickname for station wagon, for all of you guys that are into wagons, and I'm into wagons, actually, and SUVs, but I like wagons. I have a, uh, We actually have a 73 Pinto station wagon that we used to beat around in, but it was slammed. A little piece I picked up in Arizona one time. But they're called long roofs so because they got a long roof, so it's a long roof. And uh, so if you use the term long roof, you know we're talking about wagons, generally. And um, so we roll up on this thing, and it was absolutely flawless. It was just a stunning, stunning-looking car. You pop the hood, and it looked just as good un- in the engine compartment as it did on the rest of the car. Fenders all nicely detailed, painted, high-gloss finish, valve covers. It had a rare set of, rare set of 427R code, which is the 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 aluminum bodied well actually the 427 dual quad cast on exhaust manifold headers to cast on not the short ones like the 406 cars had we're talking the long ones long leg ones that's rare those are that they're worth a thousand bucks by themselves that's on a bad day it had a very rare early correct early aluminum intake manifold now its badge is a 352 could be a 390, could be a 427, could be a 410, could be a 406. There's no telling what it is because the thing about an FE motor is, and I've been around them, and all these guys that say they know, they can tell by looking at them, you're wrong. You can tell the date code, maybe by the casting number underneath the block, okay? But you're not going to know. And then it'll only give you a year. So if it says 60, 61, 62, chances are it's a 352 or a 390. If it uh, could be a 406, and you don't know until you check the bore and check the crank, and if it's a 427, which they actually came out with, I think in late 62, early 63, and those aren't the early ones were not side oilers. The later ones all became side oilers, hence the term side oilers, because it's got a, a rail down the side of the the block that where the oil came in and oiled the the um, mains from the side. But it also had a cross bolt main block. Now there are some 427s out there that were not cross bolt main blocks. Okay, these are very 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 early cars. You rarely ever see them. Uh, as in the case with all manufacturers, you know, they made cars, they made motors, they made parts, and they, they superseded parts, they improved the parts, you know, not always, but most of the time. But anyway, so the FE motor, which stands for Ford Etzel, uh, believe it or not, that's what it stands for. And when the motor first came out, it was in the 1958, was the first year for the 352 motor. And uh, so it actually was called, I think, F-E-M for Ford Etzel Mercury. And um, I think that's it, or E-L-M, one of the two, I can't always, or three, I, something like that. I get a mix-up. But anyway, so it's Ford Lincoln, or Ford Etzel Mercury is what it was. But anyway, the 352. So this car is extremely stunning. Two, uh, two-door, okay? There's no back seat. There was a cargo area. And it was and the and all the sheet metal was on the car. It was original to the car. Again, the production in this car, the date, the the data plate said Canada, Ontario, Canada. So it was a full blown Canadian car. Now, what was interesting is when I first rolled up and I looked at the grill, I said, "Hmm, that's interesting." And John wasn't real familiar with the car, 
knew he knew there was it had Canadian data plate on it, but the, the Lincolns and Mercury's and Fords in Canada, no different than the Chevrolets, okay, and the Pontiacs were different on the Canadian version side than they were, which is right across the creek there up in Detroit, you know, the Detroit River, I guess it is, is on either side where Ontario is. So the cars in Canada were a little bit different than the ones in the United States. Um, but just to digress for a second, as far as record keeping, Ford was usually pretty good about record keeping. General Motors was not in the United States, although so I'm told, but we don't know. The jury's still out on that as well because Pontiac was good, but Chevrolet was bad. But in Canada, Chevrolet, all the paperwork. So if you ever search for a Canadian car, and let's just say it's high performance of some kind, um, generally they have all the paperwork um, Access, I mean, it's readily accessible. You can get a hold of it because it's it's those cars are relatively well documented. Anyway, back to the Fords. So the grill was kind of unusual. I'm gonna have to research this a little bit, but it was a cast um, pot metal grill, but it was different. It didn't. It kind of looked like a little bit like an Etzel. Kind of looked a little bit like a Ford. Kind of looked a little bit like a Mercury. But the '60 Mercury is a completely different car. There's nothing on a '60 Mercury that will interchange with a Ford. However, the Etzel, on the other hand, okay. This Ford Etzel 1960 was basically a Galaxy that was slightly modified. They changed the grill, they changed the hood, the fascia a little bit, and then it had to, instead of having horizontal taillights, it had these up and down taillights, you know, kind of going across the back quarters. Uh, unusual car, extremely rare, okay? And again, they did those things in station wagons as well. So you could find a long roof uh, Etzel's kind of rare piece. I actually had, back in the day, I had a 57 Ford Ranch Wagon. Okay, so they made a ranch wagon, and they made the sedan deliveries. A ranch wagon had windows. A sedan delivery had no windows. So for this car to have, you know, when you say sedan delivery, I'm thinking it's no windows, like the one I found up in Moultrie, Georgia. However, this being a Canadian car, therefore, maybe there's a difference in production, and it had windows. Because it also had the stainless trim around the windows, which was unusual, too, for a sedan delivery. So basically, and then the other cool thing about it is, is when you look inside, they had two bucket seats in the center console, automatic on the floor, and power windows. Now, me being a parts junkie, it was easy for me to figure out what the parts were because the seats are basically 62 Galaxy, 62-63, uh, right? The console, 62, I'm not sure, but 63-64 for sure. The window switches was a double switch, but it was basically like you would find in a 55, 56, 57 Thunderbird because they only had two windows. And the switches, the switches actually carried through from all the 50s and maybe 59, 60. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that. But the switch definitely was a Thunderbird. No question about that. But everything on the car was very, very tastefully done. The dash was perfect. The gate, Everything worked on the car. The radio actually turned on. We tried to tune it into WTAM, but we weren't able to do that because there was no antenna on the car, but the radio came <laughs> on. So we were trying to figure out, well, how come we're getting kind of static and we're kind of getting the stations yeah, a little bit? speakers worked. <laughs> the speakers worked fine, yeah, but then we discovered, hey, there's no antenna. And I understand why they didn't put an antenna on the car because it had such clean lines. Why would you ruin it with an antenna? You know, and when you're driving a car like that, it actually had a good sound. I mean, it just had basically like turbo mufflers on it, but it had the big exhaust manifolds. Um, it was a pretty nice car. It drove good, had pep to it. Um, somebody converted it, put disc brakes on the front, had a classic look, Kragers, deep dish Kragers with red lines. The car was extremely, extremely tastefully done. You know, on the asking price, I think the car's somewhere in the mid 30s, which is not unreasonable because you couldn't do that car for $30,000. And we talk about this all the time because I do appraisals constantly and when i'm doing these cars i do some oddball stuff every once in a while and it's almost like one formula that you could kind of use is let's just figure what the cost of the restoration would be or the modifications or taking the car apart putting it back together and this one was done very well by the way i mean it was straight as an arrow that was the other thing we, we were all commenting on how, how straight the car was linear i mean it was straight but you figure the cost, all right, how much is the car worth? How much does it cost to do the work? You add the two together. But like a lot of times, you know, when I go to these auctions, whether I go to Barrett, whether I go to Mecham, whether I go to Russo, uh, you know, Hollywood Wheels even, big shout out to my good friends over there because I know Kelly is listening. Hi, Kelly. How you doing, sweetie? Happy New Year to you and your family and uh, Mike and, and Flo and everybody. But at any rate, um, I truly enjoyed working at Hollywood Wheels. We had some great times doing some stuff together, the auctions down at uh, – the uh, convention hall in Okeechobee down there in Fort Lauderdale or 
Palm Beach, wherever it was, I think it was, and then up in Amelia Island. So those were we did. Some, we had some pretty cool cars. But Mike and I used to debate this all the time. And Mike's, uh, you know, we would just be floored that people have two, three hundred thousand dollars in the car, and then you see the cars do seventy, eighty thousand dollars at the auction. Well, that's because some people go to the extreme. This car was not done to the extreme. This car was very, very, very tastefully done. Now I'm sure they had more than thirty, forty thousand dollars in the car. You know, because it's not cheap to do these cars. If you start, and I know from my own experiences, it just takes time and time and time to go through these cars, and uh, you know, it's it's tedious work. You'll spend hours and hours and hours just you know plumbing a car, and hours and hours and hours just doing the electrical, and hours and hours and hours, you know, trying to fit and finish some of the the detail, the trim pieces and stuff. So everybody thinks cars are cheap, but they're not. You know, so. To do a car to this level, because this car is extremely well. Now, I personally, I'm content with just nice driver quality cars. I don't mind if there's a little pitting on the pot metal and if there's a little, you know, ding in the chrome or, or you know, so I've got some issues with the paint. It's checking or something like that. Like I did a Mercedes here a while back, and the paint was the original paint, but it was checking really, really, really bad. I mean, the sun just killed this thing. And it was an early car, and, uh, you know, I think enamel has a tendency to do that. But it was, but it was a nice, even Let's just call it a patina. You know, it was just like it was. It was checked. I would have. I left the. I would. I told the owner. I said, just leave the car alone. Just drive it. And enjoy it. Polish it up a little bit. Clean it up. You know, put a little shine on it, and then drive it and enjoy it because the car is original. It's honest. Okay, but this Galaxy or this uh, this uh, sedan delivery, I was extremely extremely impressed with. And the fact that the badging was on it. I mean, it said sedan delivery. I took pictures of it. Really, really cool car. So, anyway, on that note, I think Tommy's going to go ahead and Tommy, you got anything queued up for us on the radio there? Um, we're going to do a little. We're going to go a little garage band. Is this? Uh, I'm driving sideways on a on a. Okay, this is this is the way. 2020 felt for us. <laughs> of course, this is the way I drive anyway. But hey, you're yeah. tuned into uh, this is Merrill Frankenhauser, and uh, this is a 60s band. This guy's still around, actually. We might try to get him on the radio show. And uh, but this is driving sideways on a one-way street. You tune into Nostalgia Radio Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com.
Come enjoy the best brews in Tampa Bay at Dunedin Brewery. Known as Florida's oldest microbrewery, they are always working to create a unique variety of craft beers for every taste. In addition, Dunedin Brewery features a full menu, including everything from their famous wings, burgers, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget about their live music, including the Wednesday Night Players Jam. That's Dunedin Brewery, 937 Douglas Avenue in downtown Dunedin. Visit them online at dunedinbrewery.com. Oh, you hit Santa Claus. Just for that, no toys. Oh. <laughs> we are back. That's uh, Don't hit Santa Claus because you won't get any toys. Big shout out to Kevin. Kevin's listening. How you doing, Kevin? Jason, how you guys doing? I feel like Miss Nancy on Romper Room. Now, we're going to kind of talk about some of the guys we've oh, had yeah. on the show here a little bit of the past year. I'll just be briefly just some of the cars. I mean, I did a, you know, talking about resto mods. And just like with this Galaxy or this uh, sedan delivery, you know, we did a 57 Chevrolet this year. And uh, it, it, it's funny because it had Camaro seats in it, you know, second-gen. Because he parted out a second-gen Camaro, like 70-71 parts car, threw the engine training in there and everything. But it's just a really, really nice driving 57 thun, uh, Chevy. We did the 1,000-horsepower uh, um, Shelby mm-hmm. up in Alabama. Mm-hmm. That was a really interesting car. Um, God, my, my, I can't We did so many cars this year. I can't remember. We did some. Oh, we did the Austin Healey, the 55 Austin Healey. That was one owner car, bought new since 1955. You know, it's funny because I was talking to Danny Golden Classics a little while ago when I was over there at uh, Adventure Classics. And Danny was telling me that the market, everybody thought that this COVID thing was going to really screw things up. Now, it affected a lot of people. There's no doubt about that. But strangely enough, the car business, and if you follow Bring a Trailer, you follow the auctions, even new car sales, it just went through the roof. I mean, classic cars right now are still strong as strong. Now, the reason a lot of these cars are being sold, a lot of cars are, just like when we talked to Kenny a few minutes ago, there's a gentleman that's down, and Danny was telling me that, you know, he's getting up there in age a little bit too, but he's just no, he's not slowing down. I'm not slowing down. I'm getting up there too. There's a lot of guys that aren't slowing down, but there are some people that say, you know what, I've been doing this for so long, I'm going to thin the herd. I'm going to take some of my really, really cream in the crop stuff, and I'm going to shove it over here in the corner, and I'm going to stare at it. It's going to be in my own, my own little stash, but I'm going to sell some of this other stuff. And that's what you're seeing. You're seeing a generational shift going on. There's nothing we can do about it. It's just the way it is. You know, Just like the guys that had Model Ts and Model As, mm, they're not into those cars so much. However, and they're not big money cars, but they're cool. They're, they're historic. Um, one of the cars that I'm working on I'm doing right now, which is a car that we actually had at our auction a number of years ago, and that is a recreation of a 1904 Thomas Flyer. Now, the 1907 Thomas Flyer won the 1908, um, that's, I'm going to say it was in Vanderbilt Cup races and stuff like that, but this car won the world, around the world tour competition. It actually beat out the Mercedes. The Mercedes actually won. But the German guy that was doing it, no disrespect to Germans, and I'm a kraut. So anyway, uh, he got caught cheating. You know, you're not supposed to put your, if you're doing a world tour, don't put your car on a boat and ship it across on a ferry, because mm-hmm. somebody's going to find out about it. So, you know, you were supposed to drive, actually, he didn't, he didn't actually put it on a ferry. He actually put it on a rail car and shipped it through, I don't know, ice and snow or something like that because he didn't feel like driving it and kind of got there ahead of schedule a little bit. But unfortunately, they found that out, and it was disqualified, and the Thomas Flower actually won the 1908. Um, God, I can't even think of the name of the trip, the, 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 the world, around the world tour thingy. But at any rate, so I'm doing this car. Now, what's interesting about this car is um, the car was recreated off a brochure one of three that may or may not have been ever made. But they were able to source original OEM parts from back in the day. What they didn't have, they recreated. So they recreated, they actually created this car from a set of prints. But it had a four-speed transmission back in the day. I mean, it's all mechanical, and it's really cool. It's six cylinders. You know, if you look at it, I mean, it's just, the, you know, they're individual cylinders. It's not a block or anything like that. It's just kind of like a whole bunch of little pieces put together, and it looks like an, an engine block. Just And it's got oilers, the whole nine yards. It's got these giant gum tires. Uh, it's just a really, really interesting piece. But in the course, but, but for me, what's interesting about doing these cars from an appraisal standpoint is the historic significance and the research I get to do. So for example, and I, I, I found this out many, many years ago when I actually did the, when, we, when this car was consigned at our auction at Hollywood Wheels, um, it was basically built, commissioned to be built to recreate a car 
And this is the way this works. There's a race that takes place in England every year, and it's from Brighton to London or someplace down the coastline. I know a couple of people that actually run that. But it's only cars that race before they were built before, let's think, 1910, 1911 or something like that, or somewhere in the mid-teens. No different than the Mille Mille is cars that raced uh, prior to 1958, because that was the last year of the race. So any car that's prior and has some sort of racing significance uh, could qualify to race in the Mille Mille, which is a thousand-mile race that runs from central I- Italy all the way down to Sicily and back, and which has been won by um, some amazing drivers over the years. And but the cars have to be 1958 and earlier. So anyway, so that's the way this that this car was actually built for that for that particular race, and that's not unusual. Okay. But it's a piece of art. Every piece of detail on this car is just absolutely incredible. So the one that was built originally was owned was built by some well-known uh, aristocrat from Pennsylvania, and it was built with the intention that the car was going to race at Ormond Beach. Now, Ormond Beach is considered by most people, and in the history books, as the birthplace of speed, believe it or not. Now, when you talk about land speed route, people from Europe, and I can't remember, sir, sir, somebody, something, something, Campbell from England came over here and set Lansby records. But Ford, uh, Lewis Chevrolet, uh, people from Mercedes-Benz, uh, which includes Ferry Porsche, uh, all these people came over here to Ormond Beach because it was a flat piece of ground that people could go 100 plus miles an hour. And if you could do 100 miles an hour in 1905 or 1906, um, that was pretty incredible if you stop and think about it. You know, back then we're still running electric cars, we're still running steam cars, but the internal combustion engine kind of pretty much won out. Why? Because the battery technology wasn't there and too many people were getting burned up in steam. So, and it was kind of still like a locomotive kind of thing. Yeah, but anyway, it's a little warm. Yeah, a little warm, yeah. So when you think of land speed records, they were actually originally uh, 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 what's the word I'm thinking of? Attained, attained, yeah. that's the word, um, right over here in Ormond Beach, which is just south of Daytona. But, you know, so I mean, obviously, we had the dry lakes of uh, California and then Vineville Salt Flats, and because the salt water and those tides, you know, kind of uh, have a little something to do and, and it was dangerous, you know, over on, on the beach. But, north, north of Daytona Beach. Yeah, north. No, you Ormond said. Beach is south. Is it saying north? Mm-hmm. Really? Okay, well, then I stand corrected. Um, at any rate, so this this historical stuff. I mean, it, it, and I'm kind of, I'm not going to say I'm an automotive historian, but I do appreciate automotive history because it always makes for interesting conversations when you go places. And I go to a lot of concourse events. So if I'm at Monterey or if I'm at Pebble Beach, my uh, Monterey Pebble Beach, obviously, or if I'm in Amelia Island or St. John's or someplace like that, um, I like these brass era cars, and that's usually you know the cars out of the teens. And then, you know, when you start getting into the early 30s, the late 20s, early 30s cars, it's just amazing cars. And a lot of those cars started out just as chassis, and then they had custom bodies, whether it was a Murphy, whether it was a Ralston or something like that. Really just incredible stuff. So you really have to appreciate that. Those cars are not going down in value, okay? Um, But, you know, your Model A's and your early Chevrolet's and and Plymouth and stuff like that. They're not breaking the bank, but they're still somewhat collectible. But, you know, there's the, the buying audience is down. However, muscle cars, 50s, 60s, 70s, particularly 50s American classics, convertibles, all the way up in the early 60s, beautiful cars, stunning stuff, just like this Galaxy or this uh, sedan delivery we're talking about. But anyway, so let's talk about some of the guests. Now, we've mm-hmm. had some pretty interesting guests. The last month and a half, we kind of changed things around. We went kind of in the direction of of musical guests because it is nostalgic radio and cars. When this show started back in 2010, it was originally going to be a music show with me kind of DJing a little bit and playing some cool stuff like this garage music, I like 60s garage rock band music stuff, and stuff that I kind of grew up with. And so, uh, but then Lee, who was our board engineer at the time, uh, said, hey, you know, anybody can be a disc jockey. Why don't you talk about cars, since you know a lot about cars, and start inviting some car guys on the show and go in that direction. So we did. Mm-hmm. And we've had some pretty legendary people on. Carol Shelby, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Gertie, Mario Andretti, people like that, Roger Penske, Sterling Moss, in fact. Just some pretty cool guys. Yeah. But then we went in the direction of music. We had Ted Nugent on the show. We've had Mark Farner on our show. This year, we had Henry Paul from The Outlaws. We had B.J. Thomas on, kind of a cross-section there. We had Rick Derringer on. And, uh, you know, we had uh, 
Pat Travers on, and I used to listen to a lot of Pat Travers back in the day. And uh, we had Lee Dixon on, who mm-hmm. was the guitar tech for Eric Clapton for twice. 30 years. Twice, yeah. And uh, he may call in tonight. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but we'll get... you can look at some of the other ones, like uh, Show 500. We brought Bobby Rahal back 10 years later. Basically. Oh yeah, Bobby Rahal. Jay Leno's a regular on yeah, our show. He was he was uh, he was on the twenty two shows after after Bobby Rahal. He was on <laughs> yes. earlier okay. earlier this year. But and then uh, Bill Warner joined us for the ten year anniversary. And Bill show. Warner from Amelia Ireland. And this year is going to be you know it's the seventy fifth anniversary of. The Volkswagen, and that uh, needs to be addressed. Next year is the fiftieth anniversary. No, this year is the next year is the fiftieth anniversary of the Ford Pinto. It's the fiftieth anniversary of the Pantera. Um, I'm sure there's some other fiftieth well, anniversary. You heard it here first. I you guess. heard it here first. Yeah. So you know we'll be talking. About, we'll be featuring some cars next year. Yeah. Um, we've got a whole bunch of uh, automotive guys lined up so beginning next week. We'll keep you in the loop on that. And uh, yes, we will have some more musical guests. We're going to have people from the entertainment business. Last week we had Paige Kiner on. Now, I mentioned Festivals of Speed, and I met her there, geez, what did I say it was, 2012 or mm-hmm. something like that, you know? And here it is, you know, seven, eight years later, and she's uh, just a Nashville recording artist. And it's, you just never know, you know? I mean, it's like anything else. You have to put your mind to it, focus on it, and Reach for that goal, you know. Did a remote at Ford, uh, Ford Lincoln of Ocala. That was fun. That was Being fun with our friends at the Shelby Club. Shelby, Shelby, yeah. In the midst of a beautiful showroom. That was uh, that was that was actually one of our best remotes because we were out in the location at a Ford dealership, Ford Mercury or Ford Lincoln dealership, and the and Shelby the, guys. And the Lincoln was so close, you could. Reach out and touch it. You can reach out and touch it. Yeah, you know. I mean, you know, they're not going to be making any Lincoln cars anymore, so I am told that's going to disappoint Chris at Lincoln Land. So big shout out to my friends at Lincoln Land. There, Chris. Um, if you want a vintage Lincoln, that's the guy you need to call. And um, so, but you never know. They're going to do some trucks, and mm-hmm. they'll probably bring them back. And, yeah. You know, oh yeah. You know, that's we, a circle of life and <laughs> yeah in the automotive Car- world i mean i'm not i'm not going to buy into the electric thing yet you know i'm, I'm not going to hold oh, you speaking know. of that we had lauren fix on and uh oh yeah we had lauren on right after bobby rahal so that was march yes, oh yeah yes, ricky yeah, medlock yeah. we had ricky on from uh black blackfoot and uh leonard skinner that's right ricky yeah. was pretty cool he's he in the cars cool. yeah he's in the cars and guitars and uh, Donald Osborne followed him. Donald Osborne, yeah, our good friend from uh, from Jay Leno's radio yeah. TV show. Yeah, uh, Lee Holman came after him. Lee, Hol- speaking of Ford guys, speaking of FE stuff, Lee Holman. Yep, he was. Lee's cool. Got some sh- real stories, and Lee was there back in the day when Ford was setting all the records. And his dad. There's some pictures that I've seen. Uh, some of them on Facebook. When you look at the 427s and the 427 cameras and all those wicked motors that Ford had, those race motors back in the day, Holman had them. Boy, mm-hmm. I wish I could have been in his sale. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Who else do we have, Bobby? Ray Schaefer came after him. Ray Schaefer is a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Ray is with Porsche Experience. He used to be the, started out as a salesman at uh, Brumos Porsche in, in Jacksonville, then became the manager there. Then he was with the Porsche Museum, or Brumos Museum, and now he's uh, head of the Porsche marketing department at the Porsche Experience in Atlanta. Big shout out to Ray Schaefer. Yeah, let's go back a little bit to Stacy David. That was a good one. Stacy David <laughs> is a good friend of mine. You talk about a guy that's just an all around guy. Car guy musician his daughter's even getting into music too um and uh you know he's got the tv show gears tv you know he's been around forever you know every time i go to sema and i see stacy there and him and i are talking people come up to him all the time and i i gotta admit that he's probably the most well-liked guy on tv as far as the car shows i mean he really is he's just got a a huge following dan woods dan woods was on our show i think last Mm -hmm, year mm -hmm. and a big shout out to dan woods um, he used to do cut, chop, and rebuild, or chop, cut, and rebuild, and one of the two. I get them mixed up all the time. But hey, I'm 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 a senior now, so yeah. I can have senior <laughs> moments, and they they include forgetting, forgetfulness. Uh, I seen your senior moments. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen my moments, okay. And uh, Dick Keller was back to back. Yeah, the summer. Dick Keller, uh, he did what? Spirit of America? Yes. No, sir. no. Um, oh God. 
Yeah, a land speed record yeah, vehicle. Yeah, land speed, right. And I got the podcast here. Hang on. The Blue Flame. The Blue Flame. The Blue Flame. And he was just, uh, you know, your basic uh, you know, your basic rocket scientist, you know. And he, <laughs> just basic rocket And it's like drag racing. And then next thing you know, he's, uh, you know, setting land speed records close to 600 and some odd miles an hour. So that's pretty cool, too. Dick Keller was pretty yeah. pretty interesting guy. Keith Martin came after that. Keith Martin, a super nice guy. I used to write for Keith at uh, Sports Car Market. If you want to find out anything and everything there is to know about uh, the values, you know, Keith Martin with uh, Sports Car Market and American Car Collector, he did a very, very good job um, with his team. And I was part of it one time, an auction analysis reporter. You know, they cover all the auctions, and there's where all the data is. And they got an amazing database of all the auction um, uh, uh, results. And then we switched gears with Cindy Medley. Cindy, yes, our good friend. Now, she is a automotive public relations person, mm-hmm. and uh, she was on our show, and she's very much into cars, too, and Mustangs, and she's out in California. In fact, she's uh, kind of uh, responsible for helping us get some guys in the automotive world on our show. She's, her friends are going to be with us uh, next week, so a big shout-out to Cindy in California, because she's in the Bay Area there. Yeah, you pretty much uh, covered her. You got Kevin Godley was our uh, musician prior to Paige Kiner. Oh, yeah, Kevin um, Godley from 10CC. Super, super nice guy. Very talented guy. Musician, film producer, and artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did a very yep. good job. Yep. We, uh, of course, Tampa Bay's famous pillow salesman, Bill Cochran, joined oh, yeah, us to talk, Bill, talk yes, the right, old right, days right, there. Right, right, right. MyPillow.com, right. promo code Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Oste. We mm-hmm. had Kevin, Kevin on from SEMA. and Ke- uh, big, uh, yep. big shout out to Kevin there. And uh, you know, hopefully everything will straighten out next year to some extent, and we'll be able to do some traveling again and go to some of these Big-ass car shows. But we will be at Amicum. Yes, yes. And uh, that's in a couple of weeks. And I might even stray down there and see what that... Uh, man, see, I don't hate going to these things because, you know, when you don't have the money to buy something and you want it... I mean, if I had sold something, I could probably buy something. But I don't want to sell what I got because I like what I got and I've had what I had. And, and uh, we won't even go there. Then we even got a guest watching, Kevin Kaczynski. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. And a big shout-out to Kevin because he's the one that has the Motor City Ad Man and... Uh, Excuse me. He has some pretty interesting stuff. A real cool collection of uh, uh, just vintage ads. I mean, they're just really cool. When you look at the 60s, 50s, 60s ad, particularly the late 60s, early 70s, it got really psychedelic and uh, pop-oriented, you know, so. Oh, Darren Roberry started off oh, right here. Darren Roberry is my good friend in Scottsdale, Arizona. Andrew you know. Alcazar was on that one. Andrew, yeah, with, uh, with uh, Russo and Steele. So, you know, we'll see those guys and... Uh, Anyway, I guess uh, Tommy's giving me the finger, I mean the two fingers. and <laughs> Last saying, one this year. <laughs> last one this year, and I guess it's uh, time to wrap it up. And uh, hey, I want to wish everybody, everybody a happy new year. Thanks for tuning in to Nostalgia Getting Cars. Don't forget to keep tuning in to Nostalgia Getting Cars. For another Tell 10 years. <laughs> for another 10 years, yep. And uh, don't forget, uh, you need an appraisal, go visit our website, golfstreammotorsports.com. And don't forget to follow us on some of our social media because some of it's interesting, you know. And uh, I put I put I put our adventure today up there on there. You put our little adventure, adventure classic cars. Adventure classic cars, yeah, that's our good friends. And of course, Danny Golden Classics. And oh, well, shout out to the guys at PJs. And if you need to get your nuts and bolts, don't forget to go visit our friends down there at Tri City Bolt and Screw down at Pinellas Park. In the meantime. I want to see you guys at some of the car shows. Happy Tune New in Year. to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Happy New Year to everybody. Did I forget anything, Bobby? That's, That's it. good for me. Okay, don't forget. Uh, well, Tommy, Happy New Year to you. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.